Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 368, Building Forecasts from the Bottom Up by Dr. Jeff Cornwall of drjeffcornwall.com. And I'm your host and narrator here. My name is Dan and happy Friday. Hope your week's been a good one so far. This is where I read to you each and every day from some of the best blogs on entrepreneurship. And we're gonna get right to it right now as we hear from Dr. Jeff Cornwall and start optimizing your life. Building Forecasts from the Bottom Up by Dr. Jeff Cornwall of drjeffcornwall.com. Once revenues start rolling in, entrepreneurs have nothing to worry about, right? After all, the market has verified that their business model is sound. What could possibly go wrong? Well, actually, many things can go wrong. One of my late father's favorite sayings was, the single biggest cause of business failure is success. Entrepreneurs who are unprepared for the challenges of growing a business can often derail even the most promising business model. So how should you plan for growth? The first step is to make sure how big you really want and need your business to become. Reverse income statement. The best tool that I've found to engage in smart planning for growth is to use what I call a bottom-up income statement. Rita McGrath and Ian McMillan called the process discovery-driven planning in their classic article about this technique, first published in HBR in 1995. I learned it from my late father back in the 1970s. The basic logic is this. Start with how much you want to make when planning for the growth of your business. Let me offer an example based on using this tool to help my daughter Maggie and son-in-law Matt when trying to figure out how big to grow their commercial painting business, Harpeth Painting. Bootstrapped Beginnings Matt had bootstrapped Harpeth Painting. Initially, Matt kept his day job with a commercial construction company to support their family. He worked on the new business mornings, lunch hours, nights, and weekends. Having identified a niche in the market and executing the startup well, the business grew steadily during its first year. Right around the first anniversary of the launch of Harpeth Painting, our daughter gave birth to their third child. Harpeth Painting was doing well. Its cash flow could make up for the salary he'd been earning, and they had accumulated a good cash balance in the new company. Maggie said, We now have three kids, including a new baby. It's time for you to work only one job. So Matt took the leap of faith and quit his day job. How big is big enough? Three years into the growth of the company, Maggie came to me wanting help to determine how big they needed to grow the business. It was doing well, but they just weren't sure how far to take its growth. They had no real aspirations to build an empire or even a big company. They just wanted to earn a financially stable living from it. The business had grown to about 25 painters. Any bigger would require that they start to invest in some administrative positions to help them out. Maggie and I met in my office and began to whiteboard a financial model for the business. Step one, what are your financial needs and goals? I asked Maggie how much they needed to take home each month to live comfortably. The business was already generating enough income, so that number was their current personal budget. We only added a bit to this number for cushion. Next, we added income tax to that number, as their company is an LLC. We put a little extra in this estimate as well. 
Finally, I asked what they intended to save each month. Their business is one that will not have much, if any, value when they're ready to retire. If they have equipment or even a building of their own someday, this will have value. But Matt is the business. All of the work they get is built off of his relationships. So that means that any savings for retirement, college, etc., has to come from the cash flow of the business over time. Maggie gave me their target savings, which was a reasonable amount. I doubled it. We now had the foundation of the financial plan to guide the growth of their company. Step two, overhead. Their business has a fairly simple overhead structure. Matt and Maggie both draw a paycheck. The company rents space for trucks, equipment, inventory, and an office for Matt. They have a couple of people on salary. We also added in marketing, insurance, and so forth. They are both dedicated bootstrappers. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree for either of them, so their overhead was all quite reasonable. Sometimes when I do this technique, I find lots of bloated expenses in a business. Not this time. With overhead and what they need to make from the business, we now know how much gross profit, sales minus variable expenses, COGS, the company needs to earn. Add everything up we have so far, and we have that target for required gross margin. Step three, required sales. To determine sales required to reach the financial aspirations of the owners, we use this formula. Required sales equals required gross margin slash gross profit margin. Let's look at this with completely hypothetical numbers. Overhead equals $20,000 a month. Required earnings for the owners equals $10,000 a month. Estimated income tax from pass-through income from the LLC equals $5,000 a month. Estimated monthly personal savings goal for owners equals $5,000 a month. Required gross margin equals overhead plus earnings goal plus pass-through taxes plus savings goal, which equals $40,000. Gross profit margin equals 20%. Required sales equals 39,000 divided by 0.20 or $200,000 a month in revenues. So for this hypothetical example, the company would need to maintain annual revenues of about $2.4 million to reach all of the owner's personal goals from the business. So we don't need to grow anymore? When I did this with Harpeth Painting's actual numbers, Maggie was delighted. As it turns out, the current size of the business is at 50% more than they need to hit their targets. That was great news, as they had just met with their two supervisors and all of them agreed they loved the current size of the company. Step four, how much cash? Maggie's next thought was that she was not sure they wanted to take out enough cash to meet their savings goal quite yet. Their business model required putting out cash up front for jobs, and they would rather not do this with their line of credit unless absolutely necessary. So the last step was to determine how much cash they needed to have as an average balance to meet the working capital needs of the company. My rule of thumb is that every business needs to have a goal of at least 30 days operating cash on hand. That means that if no cash comes in for 30 days, there's enough cash in the bank to cover that period of time. Given the cash flow challenges of a commercial painting company, I recommended at least 60 days cash on hand and 90 wouldn't hurt. I believe personally that six months would not be an excessive amount. Some argue that this is poor asset management as cash really earns nothing. For me, having cash in the bank helps me sleep well at night. That is a value much higher than any interest I might be able to earn. Moral of the story. Rather than growing the business simply because you can, know how big you need it to be to meet your short and long-term needs. Life is short. There's more to life than running a business. Don't get me wrong, I love being an entrepreneur. However, I also love being a husband, a father, and a grandfather. We love to travel, 
hopefully someday soon. I love to golf, and I love to spend time with Anne. All of that takes planning when you're an entrepreneur, and the bottom-up income statement can help. You just listened to the post titled Building Forecasts from the Bottom Up by Dr. Jeff Cornwall of drjeffcornwall.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you to Dr. Jeff. Growing up, entrepreneurship and small business was normal dinnertime conversation at the Cornwall household. This set the stage for a decades-long career pursuing entrepreneurial ventures and sharing his knowledge in the classroom. Jeff has spent more than 40 years now as a serial entrepreneur, in the 1970s, he started several small businesses and was involved in various family ventures as well. In the late 80s, following several years in academics, Dr. Cornwall co-founded Atlantic Behavioral Health Systems in Raleigh, North Carolina, and spent nearly a decade leading the company as president and CEO. After growing the business to more than 300 employees, he and his partners sold most of their healthcare holdings and after the sale, Dr. Cornwall decided it was time to return to the classroom to share his experience and knowledge with aspiring entrepreneurs. He's now the president and CEO of The Entrepreneurial Mind, and his blog was named one of the 100 best websites for entrepreneurs by Forbes magazine, so definitely worth checking that out. Come by Dr. Jeff Cornwall for a lot more articles. That's drjeffcornwall.com. But that does it for today here on Optimal Startup Daily. Hope you enjoyed our post and that you have yourself a terrific weekend. I thank you as always for being here with me and for clicking subscribe or follow depending on your podcast app. And I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.